Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. Asia-Pacific region is the most populous region in the world. It had a population of over 4.5 billion in 2016, accounting for around 60% of the world's population. In this geographic region, women's health care has been dramatically improved over the past decades. In order to showcase the research on women's health in this region, we have published an Asia-Pacific special issue of BJOG to coincide with the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists 2018 World Congress in Singapore. In this issue, we have papers on screening for Down syndrome and screening for preeclampsia. The first paper reported women's preference for non-invasive prenatal screening versus chromosomal microarray in a cohort of women with high or intermittent risk of Down syndrome after the first or second trimester screening. In this paper, Chen and colleagues found that the uptake rate for non-invasive prenatal screening is 62% for women with a high risk of Down syndrome. The uptake rate for chromosomal microarray is only 37% for these women. It's worth noting that the reporting times and cost between these two methods are similar in this Hong Kong-based setting. Non-invasive prenatal screening has been available but commercially driven in Asian healthcare system since 2011. And its accuracy as a tool for screening Down syndrome has been widely validated. However, it's still not covered by public health insurances in many countries today for the following reasons. Firstly, it's a screening test and not a diagnostic test, as both false positive and false negative results are unavoidable. A positive screening result has to be confirmed with a subsequent invasive test. Secondly, the cost of testing is also an important factor in such decision making. The cost of non-invasive prenatal screening in other settings may not be the same as the paper setting in Hong Kong. It may not be affordable to test the women with intermediate risk. Finally, from a women's perspective, decision-related stress and anxiety due to false positive results are potential harms. These are largely based on the quality of the laboratory procedure and the consulting process, which vary in different settings. Our second paper assessed potential screening performance for preeclampsia using a multi-marker approach including clinical history, mean arterial pressure, bilateral uterine artery pulsatility index, and placental growth factor in Chinese women with singleton pregnancy in the first trimester. The authors found that the screening test performed less well in the Chinese population, with detection rates of 72% and 55% for early and late preeclampsia. The main reason for this finding is that the uterine artery pulsatility index measurement is operator-dependent and hence more prone to result in different values when performed by different ultrasonographers. Unlike Down syndrome, preeclampsia is a complex syndrome with an unclear etiology. Preeclampsia can progress rapidly, resulting in serious and even fatal maternal and neonatal consequences. Therefore, screening for preeclampsia is more challenging. Theoretically, risk prediction tools for preeclampsia should be of important clinical value as they result in early diagnosis and guide timely treatment to improve outcomes for both mother and infant. 
However, the latest U.S. Preventative Services Task Force evaluated the effectiveness of predictive models for preeclampsia, and stated that there is inadequate evidence on the effectiveness of prediction tools to support implementing different screening strategies for preeclampsia at the present moment. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.